Hello and welcome to Ministry Focus Podcast. I am your host, Chad Nall, and looking to digging right in today, I've seen an article that came out today, November the 2nd, uh, by Lifeway Research, and it was very interesting. It says almost all churches and most churchgoers are now gathering in person. Man, what a great, great article to read. Well, that's very encouraging to see that the church is alive and well. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm glad to hear that. The article was written by a man named Aaron Earls, and he works for Lifeway Research. And uh, it's very interesting as I began to read this article. I just kind of want to discuss it for a few moments because I don't think there's anyone that's living in America that was not affected by COVID-19. But I think more importantly, there's not one church in America that was not affected by COVID-19. It really took a toll on the the, the church. It really took a toll on uh, many believers in our country and around the world as well. And so uh, the article says that uh, most U.S. Protestant churches are gathering in person since the COVID-19 pandemic began. And pastors say most churchgoers have returned as well, almost Uh, All U.S. Protestant pastors, 98% say their church met in person in August of 2021. So I think that's a pretty good thing. uh, And so during the first week of March last year of 2020, 99% of Protestant churches met in person. By the end of the month, March of 2020, only 7% met in person. So a majority of churches didn't start holding in-person services again until June of 2020. And by September of 2020, 87% met physically, but that dropped to 76% in January of 2021. So in August of 2021, however, only 2% of churches did not meet in person at all. And so I would say that that's a great stat, to be quite honest with you. Why? Because we should be in church. We should gather as the church. We should come together as a body of believers. Every church's path has been different during the pandemic. Each stage of resuming specific aspects of ministry is significant, said Scott McConnell, which is the executive director of Liveway Research. Worshiping together as a physical assembly of believers in Jesus Christ is an important element of the Christian faith. For almost all Protestant churches, this Stage of ministry is now active again, though other aspects of ministry might not be. So uh, I agree with Mr. McConnell. I think it's very important that we gather. Uh, I mean, this is what he's called us to do. It's so important. It's so important. I I was reading this article and reading a few more stats. It said earlier this year, even as fewer fewer churches held in-person services, 91% of churchgoers told Lifeway Research they planned on attending church services as much as they did prior to the pandemic or even more once COVID-19 was no longer an active threat to people's health. Very interesting stat. By September 2020, U.S. Protestant pastors reported most churchgoers had returned. The average church drew 63% of their pre-pandemic attendance levels, which dipped slightly in January to 60%. By August, the average pastor saw 73% of their church members in person on Sunday morning. So many pastors and church leaders are, are anxious for the whole congregation to gather again physically, which is very true. I think that, that, that those numbers are good, but I also believe there's numbers out there that's uh, still below 50%. Uh, I think that it's important that uh, we understand that there's still some struggles, and the struggles are real. Um, almost one in eight, 13% say they had less than half of their pre 
uh, COVID-19 crowd in August. That percentage is down substantially from earlier in the pandemic. In both September 2020 and January 2021, more than one in four churches had less than half their normal Sunday morning crowds. So as they spoke to several pastors, 35% report attendance between 50 and 70% in August 2021. For 30% of pastors, late summer congregations were 70 to less than 90%. Another one in eight 13% 13% were 90 to 100% of their previous levels, while 9% say they had more people in attendance in August than they did prior to the COVID-19. Only 2% of pastors reported growth in January this year. So those are some pretty interesting statistics. Some of the pastors are finding it harder to bring back their pre-pandemic churchgoers. It's, it's difficult. It's tough. Almost three in four pastors, 73% say their worship service attendance in August was fewer than 100 people, with 40% drawing fewer than 50 on an average weekend. More than one in five pastors, 22% report crowds from 100 to 249, while 6% say they reach 250 or more. So the small church, however, it's had, it had an advantage during the pandemic. Uh, During this recovery period, pastors of churches with pre-COVID-19 attendance levels of fewer than 50 people are more likely to report in August of 2021 attendance back to or exceeding their previous levels. Almost one in four small church pastors, 23%, say they had 90 to 100% of their pre-pandemic attendance in August, while one in five, 19%, report higher attendance compared to January 2020. So most small churches are still not back to pre-pandemic attendance. But for more of them, uh, more of them are reaching to the point uh, of getting back to normal attendance levels than the larger churches. And so I'm not sure, you know, as I read the, the article, it didn't say, uh, it, didn't, it didn't really talk about their online presence. It didn't talk about the digital uh, media of, of, of being uh, online services and those type things. So um, I, I'd be interested to see what that looks like. Because I know many churches uh, had to adapt quickly. They had to overcome uh, technology thresholds and those type of situations in order that they could uh, have some type of uh, some type of service that churches that their church congregations could um, attend. I know it was difficult for many. I know it was difficult for my church. Uh, we're still in the process of of getting back to pre pre pandemic numbers, um, if we ever do. Right. I, The stat I seen this past week was 35% of folks that went to church pre-pandemic are no longer going to church and not sure if they ever will. That's a pretty staggering number, if you really think about it. Very staggering. And so, uh, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say in reference to church attendance? I mean, I think that's a pretty important thing for us to consider. I think that... We should go to the book, right? I think we should really consider uh, the assembling together. And it brought me to Hebrews chapter 10. And in verse 25, it says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. As you see the day approaching. This verse makes it clear that we're called to continue spending time with other believers. And a wonderful place to do that is at the local church. Wouldn't you agree with me? I hope you would. 
Listen, the Bible tells us that we are the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 makes it very clear, makes it very clear that Christ is over all the church, and we are the body of Christ. We are the church, we, which is His body, the body of Christ. We are the universe. We're part of the universal church. This means we are positionally identified with Christ. And then we are a local church. Means that we're practically identified with Christ. So, what's God's plan for the church? Well, I believe God's plan for the church is reaching the lost with the gospel. I would hope you would agree with me on that. Matter of fact, Matthew 16, 18 said he was not going to let the gates of hell prevail against it. I know one thing, I sure am glad somebody told me about the gospel. I'm glad they shared Jesus with me. What if somebody would have passed you by? What if a preacher wouldn't have preached the gospel to you? What if that soul winner wouldn't have knocked on your door? Maybe uh, maybe you was on a bus route. I don't know. Maybe you were coming out of the grocery store and someone handed you a track. Whatever it might be, aren't you glad they loved you enough to share the gospel? And I believe that's a plan for the church. I think another thing is, is we're called to teach and we're called to rebuke and we're called to correct with the Bible truth. Biblical truth is so important. Listen. If, we got, if we're not standing on the book, then what are we standing on? If we're standing on opinion, whose opinion? What are we going to do? What are we going to do when it all goes wrong? What is our reference? I don't know about you. I think I'll stick with God's Word. And you know, I think another plan for the church is that we come together. and We work together for the glory of God. I think it's so important. You know, the Bible tells us pretty clearly in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that if one of us is in trouble, one of us is, is suffering, then we all suffer. If one of us is honored, then you know what? We, we, we should all rejoice together. We should all be glad together. It's so important that we allow our struggles to be known, that we allow our, our day-to-day issues to be known. Why? So we can come together and help one another so that we really can be the body of Christ. The Bible tells us very clearly to share our burdens with one another. It's so important that we do that. So it brings me to my next thought. What are the purposes of the church? Oh, there's so many. But I want to talk about just a few. And we use Acts chapter 2 as our baseline for that. And if you want to get specific, verses 42 through 47. I believe each one of us has an individual responsibility when it comes to the purpose of the church. I believe we should let the Holy Spirit of God grow and use us in God's work. I believe we have an individual responsibility to be a church member, to be an attending church member. I believe another purpose of the church is that we may come together as believers in fellowship. What does that mean? That means that we are called to develop and care and be committed to relationships within our church, in the body of Christ. I think another purpose would be service. How important is it? Service, serving toward, sharing toward each other in times of need, reaching outside the church to show Christ's love in a tangible way, loving our community, making a difference in our community, affecting all those that are around us in service. 
And then another purpose is for worship. See, worship is ascribed to God and Him alone, to bring Him glory, to show Him honor. Worship is a privilege. And worship is so much more. We get hung up on this word worship because we 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 ascribe it to just singing, uh, those type things. But no, worship is so much more. Worship is serving, it's giving, it's 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 uh it's being involved in the church. We worship God and bring glory to God whenever we do all those things. Another purpose of the church is evangelism. Isn't our job the Great Commission? Jesus left that commandment for us. We're to connect people to Christ by intentionally sharing the gospel message. It's so important that we go out. It's so important that we go soul winning. It's so important that we set up a Bible table. It's so important that we do those things, that we reach people with the gospel. We're all called to be an evangelist, to go out and share the good news of Christ. And you know, the purpose of the church is also, another purpose is prayer meaning that we speak to God personally, regularly for one another, lifting one another up in prayer. Oh, what a beautiful thing prayer is. It's communication between a believer and his holy God. It's communication between a son and his father. What a beautiful, beautiful scenario that is. To know that we have a holy God that is in control of all things, that hears our prayer and answers our prayer. And then another purpose for the church, I believe, is teaching. I can't think of a better place to ask questions. I can't think of a better place than uh, the house of God to learn from others about God's Word, to be discipled and to disciple. Those are some basic principles and some basic purposes of what the church is. And how can you participate in those things if you're not there? Hey, I grant, granted, I get it. I get it. What well, we're preaching, you don't understand. I, I've, I, you know, I have health problems. I have these things, and I'm not. I'm not asking you to, 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 to go against what your doctors may tell you or those type things. But I am telling you this. I'm telling you this. Church attendance is very important, and I, I would hope and pray that you get all back in. Well, there's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of work to do, and we got a lot to do in that work. And so, you know what, as I, as I wanted to kick back off the, the podcast, um, I've got next week, we're, we're going to be talking about critical race theory. I've got a pastor going to be coming on, and uh, we're going to be talking about that and how it affects uh, not only churches and seminaries, but also our local school system. Listen, our children, man, they are in trouble. They're in trouble if we allow this to continue. And so, you know what, we're going to dive in next week. We're going to break down critical race theory. We're going to talk about those things um, as I I have a pastor on with me next week, which I'll introduce. Really looking forward to what uh, God's going to do in our podcast next week. And so, uh, you know, I would just ask you as, uh, as believers to pray. Pray, pray, pray that churchgoers would get back to church. God bless. And I'm looking forward, looking so forward to what God will do in these upcoming days. God bless, and we'll talk to you soon.